Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, with my co-host, Ed Birdstall. Say it softly because people might be sleeping in our houses. <laughs> it's true. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. It was, um, it's, it's, it's a weird day given that we are recording at 10 o'clock at night and not 11 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, it, it definitely is a, a little bit strange. It's our first waiver day where... You know, we are, we are now going to be setting our waivers right here, right now, which is quite exciting. You know, we and, haven't done one of these in a while. I was thinking we haven't done, not only have we not done a night show, we haven't done a waiver show in a well, while. We have, not done, we have not done a waiver show since week 16 of the 2020 season, if you want to be exactly specific. Um, yes. A night show. Uh, the last time we did a night show, probably when we did the live draft, but probably. actually did like a live podcast where we were recording at night for the purposes of just recording and having something to record at night. Yeah, we haven't done one of these in a while. Because I think the last time we did this, we said we weren't going to do it again, but, but here shit we are. happens. Shit happens. Exactly. We are here. We are here and we are recording a night show, so. Here we are, slancha, Adam, as I'm sipping my water. I had a margarita before this because it's Taco Tuesday in the Caster household. There is nothing wrong with that. Hey, if, if you're if you're if you're coming on and you're telling me that you're doing this as program intoxicated, I was I was going to say, <laughs> well, maybe I should have just joined you. Only slightly intoxicated. Only slightly. A bit of a That's buzz. okay. That's okay. That's okay. Slightly intoxicated, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. So. uh yeah, but Adam, we had a uh, we had a good week. Yes, we did. One and zero, love to see it. We you beat Jake. Truly love to see it. Despite our uh, team shortcomings with Derrick Henry stinker, Justin Herbert stinker, Clyde Julio. stinker, Julio stinker. Yeah, we, we we still we still managed to do okay. Thank you. Corey Davis, thank you, Keenan Allen. Thank you, Tyler Higby. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake, and his team for really putting up a dud. But yeah, overall, we 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 did have a a good week. A win is a win. We will take it. It's fantastic. Um, and now it's just a matter of going through waivers, going through the top ads of the week, and then seeing if the top ads really do fit our team at all. And, and, and Adam, I know we were talking briefly about it for uh, coming on that we wanted to try and go and add a receiver. But the problem is, is that just this team is just so juiced up with guys that it just comes down to, do we have enough room for adding the kind of player that we're looking for when, when it is a week when, to be quite honest, it is a really thin waiver week. Yeah. I mean, also, I think that we eventually we're going to need to get a backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. But we will. We got we got time to worry about that, though. We'll see. Yeah, we have we have enough time to to worry about that. I don't think it's a, it's a massive uh, concern right now, but um I think, you know, 
Well, well I, I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What's the, what's the best way you want to do this? Do you want to go through, um, do you want to go through the top ads of the week and see how they uh, apply to the team? If it makes sense for us to go that route. Um, and by, well, when you say top ads, I mean, it's like, you don't know for certain, you're just what you're seeing people reporting of like top ads. Like we don't have the metrics for that yet because it's not Wednesday. Well, it will be by the time that, but when we're recording this, it's not Wednesday. So we don't know. Right. But I was talking more of like consensus top ads, like Kids. Elijah Mitchell, who, who probably is going to be the top consensus ad of the week, given the news today of Tracer, of Trey Sermon, of Raheem Mostert being shut down for the year. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be Elijah Mitchell as a top guy. Does Elijah Mitchell make sense for this team? Probably not. If if we're being completely honest, when we have Derrick Henry, when we have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when we have DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Javante Williams, Jerry McNicholas, Latavius Murray, I don't think that a guy like Elijah Mitchell for how crucial of an ad he could be further down the road, I don't think that he's one that makes a lot of sense. I don't know if, if you're in the same boat, Adam, but well, we're looking to get rid of running backs. So right. right. He's not the person. I agree. I, I don't think he's the person for us. Uh, I think he's a fantastic ad for any team that's looking for uh, running back help. Maybe they missed out on someone like uh, Tyson Williams or Latavius Murray or any of the Ravens conundrum running back situation. Maybe you just lost out on Raheem Mostert. Elijah Mitchell is a guy that makes a ton of sense then, but for us and for how we want this team to be constructed, we need to move away from running backs, not gravitate towards. So by the um, way, how was the waiver show? I know you did, you did record the waiver show. I did not. Oh, did not do it. Sorry about that. No, I I did not do it. This I, cause what I decided to do was just kind of put waiver show in this all just kind of together it kind of just serves the same purpose okay so you know everyone's getting their uh their their fix in now okay that works so right. yeah go ahead yeah go ahead. so elijah mitchell is the would be the top running back ad he would for pay. he would pay. for a lot of people yes and he would pay. for for quarterbacks i mean teddy bridgewater showed you a lot and he's going up against jacksonville this week Yep. So that's a good stream. Good start. Bird's James. favorite. Bird's boyfriend. You James got that right. Going going Carolina. Uh going up against the Panthers. Any, anybody um, who's looking who's looking for a, Q, a QB stream, Jameis is the guy. Baker, potentially. I know you kind of talked about it on the on the review of mm-hmm. like you're kind of ambivalent on starting Baker, but he could be, he yeah. could be solid. Yeah. He could, a, he could be very solid experienced guy. Just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a ceiling play, I would go for Jameis or Teddy Bridgewater over Baker Mayfield. But if you're looking for a floor play, someone's going to be very solid. Baker's that guy. You know, it's funny. So ESPN, you know, ha, has their opponent ranks yeah. for every single player. And these ranks are, are so skewed. It's ridiculous. Oh yes, they are. Yes, they it's are. Only, it's because the sa- the sample size is so small. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to finish the season as the 
fifth lead, fifth worst defense against quarterbacks. No, I don't no, think they won't happen. be. They won't be. But I want to point this out too before we go back and we start uh, kind of looking at guys that do fit our team. Um, I want everyone to just take notice of Jawan Johnson, uh, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints. He does carry dual eligibility on some sites. I know on CBS and on Yahoo, he does carry dual wide receiver tight end eligibility. So if he does carry that, that is huge for you. And I think that's worth really going and spending a top waiver priority or top fab on going and getting someone like Jawan Johnson. I know on ESPN, he is single, so he has a tight end eligibility only. But on CBS and on Yahoo, I know for a fact that Jawan Johnson is dual eligible. And unless your league says so, play him as such. I know there was a discussion about Jawan Johnson in one of my leagues tonight where he is dual eligible. And that was a situation that needed to be resolved rather quickly. But here we are. But he's if, the back, but the thing is, I don't yeah. know, because this reminds me so much. I'm sure it reminds you too of the Taysom Hill debacle. Yes, it does. But the thing is, with Jawan Johnson, he was he's the backup tight end for for one thing, and you're kind of like hoping that the Saints split him out wide, but it doesn't seem that way. Well, he scored twice. He so did score he, twice. He's going to be someone that's picked up and. I think what a lot of commissioners are having to do is, especially where he is dual eligible, they have to make decisions. And I know where we had the discussion tonight, uh, Jawan Johnson is only going to be tight end eligible. So a team that wants him, that is going to pick him up, will have to deal with the commissioner changing the settings to make Jawan Johnson only tight end eligible, not receiver eligible. So that was just a discussion that had to be had tonight. So the commissioner can just set a contingency plan towards, you know, what Jawan Johnson is exactly going to be. So if that conversation has been had between you and your league, then great. You know where you're staying, Jawan Johnson. If not, go claim him and bring him in. And you have a guy that you could be plugging in that is going to be dual eligible. And I think I, I would assume upon claiming him, the commissioner can't really do anything about it because there's no, there was no plan set if he didn't say anything. Well, that sounds like the Taysom Hill debacle. It sounds exactly like the Taysom Hill debacle. And I think that uh, Adam, the, the Taysom Hill debacle gives us both nightmares. Yeah. That was a weird week for all of oh, us. Oh, it was. Oh, it was a strange one. It was definitely a strange one. I let's, mean, let's, this is let's saying, let go through that again. This is saying a lot. But that was probably the maddest I've ever seen you in the five to six years that I've known you. Yeah. Yeah, I was furious about that. I was furious about it because it was something that was so stupid and just so, so easily could have been avoided. I mean, I was pretty mad about it, too. But you yeah, no, that was that was that was a that was a waiver show. I need to listen to that again. Yeah, it was just something that's so easily could have been could have been prevented and it just wasn't because the system was so fucking stupid well that's basically like you know you have a you have a busted pipe and you fix it with like scotch tape and then you're like well nobody will figure this out nobody will know that i fixed this with scotch tape and then the pipe bursts 
nobody would have cared that Taysom Hill was a tight end until he was thrown in as the starting quarterback. True. True. And now, now it's just a matter of, you know, oh, okay. He's just, he's dual. What do we do now? Well, I mean, also this is not only with the Taysom Hill debacle, but this isn't the first time that a player has had dual eligibility. I know Cordero Patterson had dual eligibility last year as a running back and a receiver. He did. I believe he had that a couple of years ago as well. But there was but now something. he's just a running back. Yeah, now he's just a he is just a he is just a running back now. Thank goodness that they were we were able to fix that before there was any huge issue about it. Well, I think it's I'm kind of used to it because we had our fantasy baseball league for a couple of years where yeah. every player has like Marwin Gonzalez was the best at that when he was like in his prime. Marwin Gonzalez, you could play him at literally any spot. How about like Chris Taylor? And Chris, Chris Taylor, Taylor was the same thing. You know, he had outfield, second base, shortstop eligibility. And Ooh. now, yeah. now with his injury, Fernando Tatis is dual eligible. He has shortstop outfield dual eligibility. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is I know Whit, Mar- Whit Merrifield was like that too. Yeah. He was like that as well. He was like that as well. Uh, Ryan McMahon was first, his first, second, third base eligible. So, you know, the dual eligibility is nice. It's, a, it's great to have, but, you know, very rare, very rarely do you see it in, uh, in fantasy football, whereas in fantasy uh, basketball, even fantasy baseball, you see it all the time. Is it like that in hockey where like Phil Pedal, for example, would be listed as like a center and a winger? I mean, it depends if it's, if it's, if it's very position specific, then yeah, it's possible. But I know for a lot of sites, what they will do for fantasy hockey is they'll just list it as forward and defender. Okay. So unless, unless it's very, very specific, but most of the time it isn't. Or you could have Brendan Smith who played forward for the Rangers and defense. True. He He would have that dual eligibility. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off topic. As we like to do here on the Basement Talk podcast. I was going to say, what else was no? <laughs> um, what were we talking about? We were talking about um, Jawan Johnson. We were talking about Jawan Johnson. Yes, we were talking about Jawan Johnson as dual eligibility, but and in the context of top waiver ads. And the one position that we didn't cover is a position that we need, and that's receiver. Yeah. Um, one player that I'm looking at for our team, maybe you're not. I don't know. I watch listed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Patrick of the yes. Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I've always been a fan. I've always been a fan. I think he's uh, very, very talented. Uh, I think he's someone that would actually fit our team very, very nicely. And I think, yeah, that's someone that I'm. I'm pretty interested in. The problem, the only issue that I have. I don't, I don't want to say issue because it's is not it like that a, a lot of people are going to go after him too. No, the issue that I have is looking at the team. Who are we cutting? I know who jumps off the page to me right away, but it's just kind of like, are we really going to do that right away? And that's Robert Tunyon. Yeah, 
I mean, I was thinking Knowing we have Higby. We have yes. Higby. So is I was it thinking worth Murray. it to cut Tunyon? Murray. <sighs> see, see, that's the thing. If we're going to, uh, I think Murray has value. That's the problem is it, I think if we drop Latavius Murray, he has value to another team. So it's like, I, I it just makes more sense where if we don't really want Latavius Murray. We try and trade him. We could trade him for a backup quarterback. We could. Eventually. Yeah, we could. Or see what he would cost or see what he would fetch on the open market. And maybe he gets us an upgrade at running back, you know, pair him with like Javante Williams and get another running back in there. Pair him with Clyde and get something else. I don't know. Well, that's, that, I mean, that's an option because I know you said you were trying, you were going to be sending out feelers for Clyde after what he did yes. last week. Yes. Yeah, I definitely want to send out feelers for Clyde, and I definitely want to see um, about putting in an offer to the team that has Ezekiel Elliott and see where they're at. Which is who the hell has Zeke? Uh, it's not important. It's not important. I will. Uh, I'll have to find the team that has uh, that has Zeke, and uh, I found him. I found him. Find the team that has Zeke and uh, potentially put in, put in an offer. See what they uh, see what they say because they, they do need running backs. They do. So yeah, that's true. I mean, they don't have a ton. All right, so I'm kind of thinking we put in this offer. Okay. Okay. Zeke and Pollard for Clyde. Ooh, they have, you know, they, they, have, have you know. they have Lev Bell, though. So we can trade them Murray. So they can have two true. parts of the Ravens running back room. That's true. And I will give them like Hollywood, too. Hollywood Brown. As like a as like a sweetener, just to kind of free up free up a space for us as well. All right, so the offer that we're sending is Clyde Latavius and Hollywood for Tony Pollard and Zeke. Okay, I think they I think that's a fair offer. I think it's an okay offer. Uh, we'll see we'll see if they accept. Doubtful, but we'll see if they do. It's a bulk return. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting return. It's more of you know, we want to see what they say. Uh, I mean, it's a good offer. I think if I was the other team, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't take it. No, I wouldn't take it either. Because it seems like I'm just actively getting worse. Yeah, taking on Clyde, and like just a, like you're basically selling me a bill of goods that I don't yeah. know what this is. For me, it comes for me when I'm making a deal, it comes down to which team is getting the best player, and we'd be getting the best player in that deal in Ezekiel Elliott. Now, it's not like we're sending them pennies. I mean, we're sending them, I think, a fairly decent package, but obviously, you know, we're asking them to trade Ezekiel Elliott, and that's that's a very it's a very tough ask. Well, this is not like one of your usual trade offers where you just send a ridiculous one just to get the conversation going, quote unquote. That's what I do. That is normally what I do. However, however, I am on a podcast, so I do have to be somewhat different. It's like, it's like the trade equivalent of clickbait. When it's it's, like, what the fuck did Bird just send me? When, like, I'm de- when I'm deciding what to do in my head when there's not a microphone in front of me, 
it is a lot different than when it is when there is a microphone in front of me and I have to be somewhat impartial. Fair enough. Um, all right. So we have to, we have to set our claims. And the problem is now Hollywood Latavius and Clyde are off the market here. I think Tunyon for as good as he is, I think we're pretty much set with Higby being our tight end right now. Well, I mean, the math just says Tunyon is going to get cut. I agree. I agree. And I think we both are particularly interested in Tim Patrick, albeit temporarily. Um, There are plenty of receivers here, so I don't really think it's super necessary to break the bank. For Tim Patrick, um, I don't know. Do we do we want to put in a zero dollar bid for him? Do you want to put in like a two or three dollar bid to see if that's enough? Um, I, I just don't know how how much people are going to be really going for Tim Patrick when there's Elijah Mitchell out there. I think Elijah Mitchell is where a lot of people are going to be putting their fab dollars, and we won't be putting our fab dollars in that direction. Okay, I mean. What we could do okay. is we could spend, we could put like a minimal bid in for Tim Patrick, and then maybe as a, I don't know, as a backup. Well, I don't know how this would work as far as like roster spaces space would go. Well, it would, it would it would come down to whomever we have more of the financial interest in. So no, well, I mean, if we do. I was saying like we do simultaneous bids for receivers that we're interested in. Yeah, we could do it. But if they go through, but if each of them go through, then it, guess... it would come, it would come down to the guy that we have the most money in. Okay. So who's, who's the other guy that you have uh, that you have interest in? I know that you said that you were interested in Zach Pascal. To an extent. Or maybe Van Jefferson who had a good game against Chicago. Um, I like Pascal more than I like. Uh, Van Jefferson, but I, I would I would rank it Patrick Pascal Jefferson, or even Gabriel Davis, or even Gabriel like a, Davis. Yeah, like a zero dollar bid. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we're gonna need to pick one, one or two. Well, we have Tim Patrick, who we're going to put serious money on. And when I say serious money on, I'm talking like you know three four bucks. But then the free. Who do you want, who do you want to put the, the free bid on? The free bid should go to Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis. Okay, so I'm gonna put a zero dollar bid in for Gabriel Davis while dropping Robert Tunyon, and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go back for Tim Patrick, put in a three dollar bid for Tim Patrick. For Robert Tunyon, bam, and we're done. And then we'll just see what happens. And we see what happens. Right. So basically the recap of the claims, it's Tim Patrick for Robert Tunyon. It's a $3 bid there. And then Gabriel Davis is going for, we're trying to add Gabriel Davis for a $0 bid for Robert Tunyon just in case. And then we have the trade offer in as well, where we are giving Clyde, 
Hollywood Brown and Latavius Murray away to get Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, and then later in the week, we will set the lineup and make sure that we are good to go in terms of this upcoming week. And other than that, I think that's kind of it. Yeah. So if we get Tim Patrick, that's I mean, a question. Like, would you think, would you consider putting him in the lineup? Oh, he's absolutely, he would absolutely be worth considering starting. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we would if have Julio to. Jones uh, puts up another stinker, then we might have to consider it. Yeah, we might have to absolutely consider it. But I think, uh, you know, I think right now with where we're at, we're in a good spot. Shocked you won this week. Yeah, well, I, weird shit happened this week. It was a weird week all around. Both both of our teams, I know our team, our team, Adam, did not uh, perform as well as we had thought. And then I know Jake's team did not either with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, that was just not, I don't think he foresaw that at all. Or even, you know, Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris as well. Uh, it did not go to plan for anybody. Um, but again, we are very lucky to to get the win. We're one and zero. A win is a win. We'll take it, no matter how big nor how small. And yeah, we 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 move on. We wait to see if uh, what happens with waivers when they when they go through Wednesday morning, and then come the weekend, you will have uh, the full lineup and all the decisions that Adam and I uh, decide to do for lineup you'll have them in your inbox this weekend and other than that no hold on we didn't talk about something we didn't talk about two things we didn't talk about two things oh we didn't talk about the absolute bullshittery that happened on monday the absolute bullshittery that oh with the game yeah with the game yeah that's true we did we did not talk about that we, we didn't we, preview the the Thursday night game between the Giants oh, and the we football gotta, team. We, we need to do the preview too. Good point. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the Monday night game first. Because yeah, uh, wow, that was crazy. Did you see what a game? Did you tell me I was I was forgetting something? Yeah, I forgot. Like on the podcast on Monday, did you tell me that if the Raiders won, that I should hide? Or did I just imagine, or is that something else? Um, maybe. Did I talk shit about the Raiders? I don't. I don't know. Maybe you did. I mean, it I wasn't tried to listen. Back. It wasn't important enough for me to remember it clearly. I I listened. I tried to listen back, and I was like, "What did I say? Did I say something?" But this is this cl- is a game. I clearly did not care enough. If no. it completely has gone over my head. But anyway, I mean, the Raiders, what a game. What a game. What, what a game. They what a game won for twice. both teams. Yeah, they, they won twice. They won twice. Yeah. Oh, God, that they, interception was brutal. Awful. If, that, if they lost the game on that interception in what, overtime. Special Agent Willie Sneed almost secured his mission. <laughs> double almost, agent. Do, the double agent Willie Sneed almost succeeded in his mission. I was like... I, I was literally like, you know that meme from the wire? It, apparently, yeah. Like it, the, one of the you mean you mean one of the best shows ever. Yes. No, the meme where the guy's just like this bad radio, where his mouth's just open. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, that's what that's what happened when Steve Levy said Willie Sneed. It went off Willie Sneed's hands. Like Willie Sneed's on the Raiders. Yeah, what the fuck. That was my reaction. I can tell you that right now. My, my reaction was Willie Sneed is on the Raiders. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. I think not. But I mean, Brian Edwards looked really good. He's someone that you should be targeting on your waivers too. Brian Edwards, he had a very, very, very good game. Um, Josh Jacobs with his two touchdowns, but was in and out all night. There is a, I would say there is clarity as to what the Raiders running back room is going to look like. It's going to be Josh Jacobs on everything. that's not a passing down. And then on a passing situation, it's going to be Kenyon Drake. So good news for anybody that owns the Raiders running backs. They now have the clarity. I think that they were looking for as to who is going to do what you have it. Now Jacobs is the short yardage uh, red zone non-passing down guy while Kenyon Drake is the third down slash passing down running back. Those are the roles. That makes sense, which honestly works because that's works. kind of what they, that's what they are. Yeah. As far it, as running backs are concerned. It does. It does work. It does work. And there's no real confusion with it, which is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Ravens running backs looked pretty solid. Tyson Williams had that early touchdown. He did that, and that was a nice score too. That was a very, very, very nice score. Uh, Latavius um, Latavius Murray led the backfield in carries, so it looks like he's going to be the leader of what will be a committee at the very least. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a weird one, I think, going forward because you won't really know who is going to be the guy. Me personally, I think it's Latavius Murray, but I think it's going to be a committee going forward. Yeah, and also you have to factor in Lamar Jackson led, led the team in rushing. Yes, well, which I think is going to be a sentence I'm going to say for a lot of games this year. Yes, I believe so as well. So you always have to factor that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, Lamar Jackson is probably going to be the RB1 for this football team more times than any of us can count. And also a noted former Raven, Darren Waller had a great game. Great game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He buried me in one league. On his birthday. Buried me in one league, that prick. But other than that, yeah, he had a he had a fantastic, fantastic night to the surprise of absolutely nobody. And, yeah, Darren Waller is a guy that if you have him, continue to start him, continue to fire him up. He is matchup proof and – He's a guy that you're just going to keep on firing every single week. I kind of love how John Harbaugh said, says, every time I see good things about Darren Waller in the news, I always curse myself because we had him on our team. He was on our practice squad and we let him go. Yep. He was there. He was there. But at the same time, you also got to look at it as they also would not have Mark Andrews. We wouldn't know who Mark Andrews is if Darren Waller was still in Baltimore. That's fair. So at least be- at least there's that. That there's another there there's another t- elite tight end out of it. And Mark yes. Andrews. Exactly. Okay, so 
Let's go into that Monday or that Thursday night game between the Giants oh. and the football team. Oh. Not a fan. Brutal. This game is going to be brutal. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm more no. looking forward to what Boomer and Geo say on Friday morning about this game. This game is going to be pathetic. Because it's not going to be good. No. I think Joe, Joe Judge is going to be on the hottest of seats after this game. That's a hard one. If they lose to Taylor Heineke on Thursday. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, though, if he will be on the hot seat, though. He'll be under he'll be under heat. He'll be under heat. But will he be an immediate risk of losing his job? I don't think so. I personally think Daniel Jones is more at risk right now than Joe judges, because you got to remember. Daniel Jones is not Joe judge guy. No, he is not. That's not his quarterback. That's Dave Gettleman's quarterback. It's not his. It's Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer's quarterback. Exactly. So I, I, I do think Joe judge will have more time because it's not his guy. We also didn't even mention that Sunday's game was a Pat Shermer revenge game. It was, it was, it was a Pat Shermer revenge game. We didn't even put two and two together. No. Um, yeah. So for injuries, there isn't much because teams aren't really practicing. Well, there is. Yeah. I mean, it is Tuesday, but there is obviously the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, yes. going to be Taylor Heineke. They're both on injured reserve. Him Correct. And, Sanu- and Curtis Samuel. Well, there, there's walkthroughs for Thursday. There's no like real practice necessarily. Right. right. There aren't any concrete injury reports. The only one, the only one that is significant in nature is, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the information that we all know. Yep. And then for Washington, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, nothing really else that, that came out of um that came out of their loss to the Chargers. And for the Giants, nothing really that came out of their loss to Denver. All right. So you want to do that starter meter? Surely. As I watched the Mets game, kind of, through game day. There you go. The Mets are, they uh, tied it in the bottom of the ninth. So we're going oh. extras. Wow. Yeah. Also, fuck Adam Wainwright, by the way. Great guy. Just in, gen- just in general. Great guy. Love him. Adam Wainwright, yesterday, he struck out Hobby, or he struck out Jeff McNeil with the bases loaded on the curveball. And he's like, well, you know, I know Mets fans love nostalgia. So, you know, I decided to do that for nostalgia. I was just giving the fans what they wanted. I'm like, fuck you, Adam Wainwright. You Mets fans do like nostalgia. At least Jeff McNeil swung at the curveball. True. True. Piece and it, it didn't just look at it. Piece of shit. Anyway. Uh, as far as the starter meter is concerned, for the Giants, you're starting Saquon because you drafted him. You're not starting Daniel Jones because he's turnover prone. And he's going up against a really good defense. If you could and sit Saquon Barkley, do it. In what scenario? If you have Damian Harris, I would rather start Damian Harris over, over Saquon Barkley. Okay. Well, How about that? You know, is, that is, is, those... is, is that a good example for you? Yes. Miles Gaskin. I would rather start Miles Gaskin over Saquon Barkley as well. It's tough to think about. As much as I don't like Saquon Barkley, where he's going, 
Like he's still a good player. You'd still be like, I would, if I owned Saquon Barkley, I'd have a tough time. I would want to see it first. But it's a tough matchup for him, number one. And number two, I want to, I want to see him healthy first. Before also I'm going, are... before I'm going and just drawing him right into the lineup. And also, I mean, kind of like what happened on Sunday, you know, the, if the Giants are going to be down to the the football team early and Saquon Barkley is only getting 10 carries again, then what are you going to do? Like, you can't then rely you're on holding that. holding yourself. Yes. And not only did he get 10 carries, he only got 2.6 yards per carry. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. So... Uh, I, I would avoid that if you possibly can. But uh, Daniel Jones, sit. Barkley, like I said, sit if you can. As for the, as for the receivers, you, I think you have to kind of start Kenny Galladay. Uh, Sterling Shepard, if you want to ride the hot hand, that's totally fine there. Darius Slayton, I would not be starting at all. And it looks like it's going to be another absence for Evan Ingram. So that's not really one that you have to worry about if uh, you're in a tight end bind for the Giants. Well, and for the Giants defense, they must start. Must start Giants defense. Okay. Yeah. And what were you we saying, Adam? I apologize for cutting you off. No, it's fine. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, he missed pra- Evan Ingram. He missed practice on Tuesday. Yes. So yes. as far as he's on track to potentially miss – the uh, Thursday's game. Yes, I, I believe they. I believe they had said that he was a doubt on Tuesday to play Thursday. Yeah. And with the missed practice being confirmed by you, Mister Caster, it definitely does look like then that Evan Ingram is not going to be playing. So there you go. Um, and then for the football team, I mean, you're not starting Taylor Heineke. That's for damn no. sure. No, you're not starting Taylor Heineke. No. You are, however, starting Antonio Gibson. He's fine. Start Gibson. Um, McKissick, no thank you. Terry McLaurin, you are absolutely starting. Tough matchup, though. Tough matchup, though, against James Bradbury. Uh, that that definitely is a, is a difficult one there. And Logan Thomas, you're going to go ahead and start. Other than that, you're not starting anybody else for um, for Washington against the New York football giants. So it's kind of one of those things where sometimes things are so automatic that they slip your mind. I'm sure you've, you've experienced this. Uh, I have a few times, yes. Where you just kind of like assume things and you don't think about it. So Saquon Barkley... He's, he's coming off this knee injury and he's playing on a short week. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you should send him. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm, an, maybe I'm the idiot for saying, <laughs> <laughs> for saying that you should start him. Maybe you should take, take a breather. People, people get, people get all crazy because the, the, the price tag that you pay, but this could be one where I think you're avoiding Thursday night. You're avoiding Saquon Barkley in general. I think people are better off just sitting them and just getting out of Thursday altogether. I mean, screw my sunk cost fallacy, but still, <laughs> I think that 
you know, it's if you can, like you said, that's a key. If you can, then do it. You're not. Yes, you, you not, have to have yeah. a clear cut backup plan in order for you to justify sitting Saquon Barkley. That's the only reason why I would say set him. Yep. Okay. If you have a plan. If you have a plan. If you have a plan. But other than that, that's uh, that's kind of it. Uh, let's go mutual destruction. Hopefully the Giants and the football team absolutely murder each other. And, yeah, can't wait to see everyone uh, on Friday. I'm going to go for sports radio chaos. And that is yeah. the Giants getting blown out by the football team. I would love it. I would love it. It would be absolutely fantastic. But uh, in the meantime, I will be watching a ton of it because it's break because it's Yom Kippur, and right, we'll be right. You'll, you'll be you'll eating be on your holiday. We'll be eating be, bagels. Yeah, exactly. But uh, at seven in the morning, seven at night, and Yom Kippur is uh, Thursday. So it starts Wednesday night. Okay. The fast starts Wednesday night at yes. sundown, allegedly. And it's all day Thursday. All day Thursday. All day Thursday, and then you break fast Thursday night, correct? Yep. Okay. All right. Correct. So then you'll just be you'll be just shoving your face with bagels. Yes. That's uh, a Castor family Castor Lazarowitz Consker family tradition. Oh, that sounds heavenly. I mean, enjoy yes. it. Have a have a very have a wonderful, safe fast. Thank you. And then Friday, we'll be back to do uh, week two, week two preview. Yep. Exciting stuff. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And like Bird said, we'll talk to you on Friday. And for my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.